Chapter Eleven of the Adventures of Mabel by Harry Peck. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Number Eleven: The Brownie Jelly. One day, about two o'clock in the afternoon, Mabel put on her sunbonnet and took a little basket and went down into the woods to pick blackberries. It was getting to be rather late in the summer, and the berries were not very plenty, so that she had to go a long way into the woods before she found any bushes that were filled. But at last she came upon a great thicket full of briars, but with bushes on which the ripe berries were so thick that she cried out with joy when she saw them. Behind the thicket rose an enormous rock, half hidden by vines and creepers. Mabel got down on her hands and knees, picking away as hard as she could, and when she had gathered all the berries on the outside of the thicket, she began to creep along the ground in the midst of the bushes, avoiding the sharp briars and reaching up for the berries that hung above her head. Further and further she crept, like a little mouse in a haystack, and by the time she had crawled through to the rock her basket was nearly full. At this moment, however, she saw to her surprise that the base of the rock, which had been hidden by the bushes, was not solid, but that there was a large hole in it which seemed to have been hollowed out of the stone. It was an opening about half as high as Mabel herself, and appeared as though it led into a sort of dark tunnel in the rock. Well, said Mabel, that looks like a kind of cave. I wonder if it is. She peered into the hole, but it was too dark for her to see what was inside of it, so she thought that she would crawl in just a little way to find out how far into the rock it went. In she crept on her hands and knees, and as soon as she had got inside, she discovered that the hole, instead of growing smaller or coming to an end, was even larger than it had looked. She felt of the sides and of the top with her hands, and found that by crawling a little further, she could stand on her feet without touching the rock overhead. Dear me, she said greatly excited, it's like a hall in a house. I wonder where it leads to. She thought at first that it might be the den of some wild animal. So she whistled the call two or three times, but got no answer. I'll go on, thought she. I can easily find my way out. For when she turned around, she could still see the mouth of the cave and the sunlight shining beyond it. So on she walked, putting her feet down very carefully at every step, for fear she should fall into some hole. And pretty soon she came to a sharp turn in the passageway, where she had to go around a corner. As soon as she had turned the corner, she found a very broad, high passage, and at the end of it a long ray of light, like a bright pencil, shone far out into the darkness. It seemed to come through a little hole in the rock at the end of the tunnel. What's that? thought Mabel. I'll walk very softly up to it and see. A dozen more steps brought her to the chink through which the light was streaming. She groped about the wall with her little hands and found that it felt like a great stone door, while the chink was exactly the shape of a keyhole. As she stood there, she could hear voices on the other side of the door, and now and then the sound of laughter and the strains of gay music. She was ever so curious, and was just putting up her head to peek through the keyhole, when all of a sudden she sneezed, a loud, long sneeze. Instantly, even before she had stopped sneezing, the door in front of her flew wide open. A flood of brilliant light poured out into the dark tunnel, and in the doorway, Mabel saw a funny little figure standing before her. He had a queer peaked cap on his head and a comical merry look on his face, and Mabel knew at once that he was a brownie. When the brownie saw her, he looked very much surprised and then began to laugh. Gracious goodness, cried he, a little girl, how in the world did you get here? 
i crept through the bushes after berries said mabel who was very much amused by the brownies's looks and i found a big hole in the rock and followed it along until i reached this door well 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 said the brownie come in he stepped aside mabel walked through the doorway and he shut the door after her she found herself in a noble hall whose walls were panelled with silver and whose ceiling was carved out of solid gold here and there clusters of what looked like great pearls were embedded in the golden ceiling and from them shone the soft clear light that filled the hall with its radiance and gleamed on the silver panels and the yellow gold all about were easy chairs of some rich white stuff and huge cushions of velvet were placed along the sides of the hall on them were seated half a dozen brownies chattering away to each other while in the middle of the hall a number of them were playing tag and leapfrog now and then lively music could be heard played by a band of musicians whom mabel could not see when they saw mabel all the brownies stopped talking and playing and crowded about her with their bright little faces full of curiosity a little girl they all shouted how did you come here mabel told them all about it and as she told them they laughed and chuckled she looked at them very carefully all the while and she could remember having seen pictures of most of them in one of her books there was the soldier brownie and the sailor brownie the policeman brownie the dude brownie the chinese brownie the indian brownie and the irish brownie but there were many new brownies that she had never heard anything about when she had finished telling them how she had found her way into the cave they all laughed again and every one of them shook hands with her and told her to make herself at home sit down on the big cushion near the wall said the brownie who had opened the door for her i've got to go and tell the king about your being here and see what he has to say but i'll be back soon so have a good time with my brothers while i'm gone mabel sat down and watched them as they romped about playing all sorts of tricks on each other and laughing at every kind of joke while the music played the gayest tunes pretty soon a waiter brownie came up to mabel with a gold tray on which stood a silver jar it was open and was full of something amber-colored in which there was a small gold spoon what's this asked mabel as she looked at it jelly said the waiter brownie taste it it's awfully good mabel took the golden spoon and put a little of the jelly in her mouth ah she said rolling up her eyes it was the most delicious morsel that she had ever tasted in her life it was like all the loveliest kinds of ice cream blended together with pounded almonds and chocolate and strawberries and it melted away on her tongue like honey ah said mabel again and she took the jar into her lap and began eating the jelly slowly to make it last as long as she could when she had finished she scraped the bottom and then gave a great sigh of satisfaction just at this moment the brownie whom she had first seen came back into the hall and beckoned to her the king wants to see you he said come with me and i'll show you the way he led her out through a short passage and into a room that was the most splendid room that she could ever have imagined it was not very large but the walls were encrusted with thousands of great uncut rubies of the richest red the ceiling was starred with diamonds and the floor was of beaten gold at one end of the room the brownie king was sitting on a low throne he was a jolly-looking old brownie dressed all in scarlet with a crown on the back of his head beside him was a pipe with a long stem encrusted with diamonds and on a table near him stood a large gold mug with a lid his brown eyes twinkled when he saw mabel aha little girl said he come in i want to see you for you're the only little girl who ever found her way to our house and no little girl will ever be able to do it again so i want you to have a good time while you're here 
and carry away many pleasant thoughts of the brownies did you enjoy yourself in the great hall oh yes king said mabel i had a splendid time there and some jelly what's your name dear asked the king mabel well mabel said he patting her on the head you must let me give you something to remember the brownies by then he turned to mabel's guide and continued show mabel into the treasure room and let her choose any one thing that she likes for a present to take home with her then he took a golden key from his belt and gave it to the brownie saying go with him mabel and select your present and when you have done so come back and say good-bye to me the brownie took the key from the king and bowed and then mabel followed him out of a second door they went through several long narrow halls and a dark passageway that twisted and turned in different directions till they came to a thick stone door with a big lock and having an iron ring on the outside here's the treasure room said the brownie as he thrust the king into the lock and turned it then he pulled the iron ring the door slowly opened and he and mabel went in mabel gave a cry of wonder and delight the treasure room was an immensely long hall filled with thousands of beautiful things piled up to the very ceiling great cases stood about crammed with everything that any one could ever want and there were also tables covered with all sorts of treasures toys picture books lovely dresses silk satins velvets mountains of candy of every kind and color knick-knacks paintings curious carvings bric-a-brac jewels and precious stones ornaments everything beautiful that any one could imagine all were in that wonderful room oh oh cried mabel again her eyes sparkling with delight what delicious things yes they are pretty said the brownie smiling at her excitement and you must choose something for yourself as a present from the king may i really choose anything i want asked mabel yes any one thing said the brownie what shall it be oh i must look around first said mabel and she began to move about slowly among the heaps of treasures piled up against the sides of the room were great bags of gold the brownie told her what was in them oh i don't want any gold said mabel carelessly and the brownie laughed a little to himself the first thing that she stopped to look at was a case filled with clusters of the most exquisite pearls strung into necklaces upon silver thread each pearl was as large as a pea and had a soft lustrous gleam that made the whole necklace look like a string of globed lamps turned low oh how pretty cried mabel they'd be just lovely to wear with my party dress i'll try one on so she tried one of the necklaces on i i think i'll take this said she all right said the brownie but just at that moment mabel's eyes caught sight of a dress hanging on a silver nail near by it was made of pale rose-colored silk covered with lace so fine that it looked as though it had been made by the fairies and tiny knots of rose-colored ribbon were fastened at the shoulders and the waist oh isn't it lovely cried mabel and it's just the right size for me may i take this instead of the necklace of course said the brownie mabel took the dress down from its nail and held it on her arm passing her fingers over the lace and smoothing out the bows i think i'll take this said she slowly but just then she heard the sound of the most beautiful music by her side and when she turned to look she found that it came from an ivory box it's a magic music box said the brownie it plays all the tunes in the world all you have to do is to pat the lid three times and say what you want it to play and it will play it till you pat it again it was a very small box but it played like a whole orchestra now softly and sweetly like a fairy lullaby 
and then full and strong like a great military band with drums and trumpets and cymbals and then again its music was like that of flutes and harps and violins oh that's what i want said mabel never mind the dress she raised the box from the table and patted it to make it stop and then she patted it again and told it to play the lizard's call all at once it began playing it first simply and then with all sorts of changes to the sound of little silver bells and tinkling triangles yes i'll take that said mabel and she was turning around to go when just behind her she saw what at first she took to be a little girl of about three years old sitting on a small velvet sofa why who's that gasped mabel greatly surprised that's a doll said brownie and i think you never saw one like it before it can talk and laugh and cry and walk can you talk asked mabel of the doll oh yes said the doll smiling i can say a hundred words dear me said mabel how strange she put the music box down and lifted the doll off the sofa and set it upon the floor it walked up and down two or three times and then said put me back please well i never said mabel there's a whole trunk of clothes that go with the doll said the brownie oh that's what i want said mabel would you like to go with me dolly yes indeed said the doll it's stupid sitting here all alone well said mabel i think i'll take you and then she was looking about for the trunk of clothes when down at the end of the hall she noticed for the first time a sort of house standing among a perfect forest of swings seesaws and runarounds why what's that she asked oh that's a dollhouse said the brownie want to see it yes said mabel and she hurried down to where it stood leaving the doll who called after her once or twice and then laughed mabel reached the dollhouse it was a real house with twelve rooms each one almost large enough for mabel herself to sit in the front of the house had real glass windows with lace curtains two front doors and a doorstep besides a little doorbell and the whole front swung open on hinges and showed the inside of the house when you rang the bell each of the twelve rooms was fully carpeted and furnished even to the pictures on the walls and the clocks on the mantels and the soap dish in the bathroom a bird cage with a canary that really sang hung in the sewing room there was a piano in the parlor and in the kitchen was a stove with a fire in it that blazed up when you touched a knob a pump in the sink pumped real water and when the fire in the stove was going real smoke came out of the chimneys at the top of the house the bedrooms had lovely little beds with pillows and pillow shams the dining room had a full set of dishes on the sideboard the garret was stored with trunks and curious things and the cellar had a coal bin and a woodpile just as in a real house oh that's the best yet cried mabel clapping her hands but it's so big that i couldn't carry it home oh yes you could said the brownie you press the little knob in the roof and the house shuts up by magic and makes a little package that you can carry in one hand and when you press the other knob on the doorstep it all opens out again just as you see it now well then this is what i will really take said mabel and she walked around the house looking at it from all sides as she went behind it to see if there was a back door she saw against the end of the treasure room a great pyramid of little silver jars each one having a gold spoon tied to it by a silver wire ah said mabel as she looked at the jars i know what's in them it's brownie jelly yes said the brownie just like what you had in the great hall yes said mabel slowly and her eyes wandered away from the dollhouse to the jars of jelly she remembered how delicious the jelly was how it tasted like all the loveliest kinds of ice cream 
blended together with pounded almonds and chocolate and strawberries and as she thought of it her little mouth watered and she smacked her lips it was awfully good said she yes said the brownie it was the best thing i ever tasted in my life said she yes said the brownie i can only have one thing can i yes said the brownie mabel stood first on one foot and then on the other foot and put her finger in her mouth and looked hard at the dollhouse and then at the jars of brownie jelly well she said at last do you know i think i'll take a jar of brownie jelly and she snatched one of the silver jars from the top of the pile then brownie laughed so that he could hardly speak mabel blushed but she kept a tight hold on the jar are you really going to keep it asked the brownie yes said mabel firmly and i think i'll go now please brownie will you take my hand and lead me out of the room i want to shut my eyes so that i won't see any of the other things for fear i should change my mind the brownie laughed again and finally he took some silver paper and wrapped up the jar and its spoon into a neat little package then he led mabel out of the treasure room into the passage and locked the door they went back through the winding passage and the halls till they came to the room where the brownie king was sitting on his throne aha said he when he saw mabel so you're back again did you choose a present yes king she said and i thank you very very much and what did you choose asked he smiling i think i can guess was it the talking doll no king it wasn't the doll what not the doll well well there must have been a beautiful necklace no king said mabel it wasn't a necklace then it was the music box no king said mabel it wasn't the music box either what why i don't understand perhaps it was a lace dress no said mabel oh yes said the king i remember of course of course it was the dollhouse no said mabel it wasn't the dollhouse the king nearly fell off his throne he was so surprised then for goodness sake he said tell me what it was well said mabel looking down it was a a jar of brownie jelly the king lay back on his throne and shook with laughter till mabel thought he would fall to pieces ha 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 he roared a jar of jelly a jar of jelly yes said mabel it's the best thing i ever tasted ha 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 a jar of jelly cried he again well well you're a real human little girl aren't you a jar of jelly then he stooped down and patted her head and said well good-bye for now mabel i'm sorry to have you go for you've given me such a good laugh but no little girls ever come here nor any other human beings so i suppose i shall not see you again good-bye and then he began laughing once more and the last thing that mabel heard him say was a jar of jelly she went back into the great hall to say good-bye to the other brownies who all shook hands with her and patted her on the head and then the soldier brownie brought a torch and said that he would light the way for her out of the cave so the great door was opened again and mabel went out into the dark tunnel the soldier brownie going ahead of her with the torch when they had turned the corner and could see the daylight glimmering at the entrance of the cave the soldier brownie in his turn shook hands with mabel said good-bye put out the torch and quickly disappeared around the corner mabel heard him going back to the stone door and soon she heard it open and shut again and then she crept out of the dark hole through the thicket and the blackberry bushes and ran home as fast as she could leaving her sunbonnet and her basket of berries on the ground but hugging the jar of jelly tight in her arms grandma was sitting on the veranda when mabel ran up all out of breath oh grandma grandma she cried where do you think i've been 
why down in the woods i suppose said grandma yes but where else i'm sure i can't guess answered grandma well grandma i've been in the brownies's home visiting the brownies then she told the whole story just as it has been told here and when she finished she cried out there now what do you think of that grandma smiled and patted her little girl's head i think she said that somebody fell asleep in the woods and had a beautiful long midsummer dream oh no cried mabel i didn't dream a word of it it really really happened to me and i was just as wide awake as you are grandma truly truly well well mabel said grandma of course you think you saw all these strange things but there are really no brownies nowadays outside of picture books so you see you must have dreamed it did i dream this grandma asked mabel suddenly holding up the package wrapped in silver paper grandma looked surprised and took the package and unrolled it out came a beautiful little silver jar with a silver lid and a gold spoon fastened to it by a bit of fine silver wire on the top of the lid was carved a picture of the brownie king and his crown upon his head and the same picture was cut on the handle of the spoon grandma's eyes opened very wide she did not speak for a long time and then she said it's all very curious mabel and i will not speak about it just now it is time for you to have your supper and be put to bed but to-morrow morning after breakfast i will go with you to the woods and you can show me the place where you found the entrance to the cave so the next morning grandma and mabel went together down into the woods and mabel led her to the thicket of blackberry bushes sure enough there lay mabel's sunbonnet just where she had left it the day before in the bushes they also found the basket nearly full of berries mabel showed grandma how she had crawled through the bushes to the great rock i'm pretty old to creep on the ground said grandma after peering into the thicket but i think i'll try it just for once so she actually got down on her hands and knees and crept in among the bushes just as mabel had done but when she reached the rock on the other side she found no opening for an enormous stone had been wedged into the hole so that hardly a crack was left grandma took both hands and tried to move it but it was too heavy and was wedged in too tight and when she gave it up she heard a little laugh on the other side of the stone she crawled back to where mabel was waiting there's no hole now she said it's been stopped yes replied mabel nodding her little head wisely the king brownie said that no one would ever get in again they walked home together and grandma kept very silent about it all that day mabel gave her a taste of the brownie jelly and every day she herself ate just one spoonful of it till it was all gone and then she put the empty silver jar and the spoon on the shelf in her own room to remind her of the time when she had visited the brownies End of chapter 11